everybody, it's me, Auntie, and I hope you guys are doing well. Guys, have you been watching the Olympics? Black history has been made twice this year. Um, the first black woman ever or any around the world just won um the speed skating medal. Um her name is let me see, uh they keep calling her just Jackson. I can't seem to find her first name. Oh, Erin Jackson. Erin Jackson. She won. She dominated winning Sunday night's women's 500 meters speed skating. She's actually a roller derby skater from Florida. So this is amazing. So congratulations to her. And then we have Mayor's Taylor, who took silver for the um, mono bobsled. So she won for her, her own individual for bobsledding. And they just, they just killed it. And it's wonderful. And I hope their wins encourage more of you to go and reach for your dreams. Go and make history. It's amazing. Um, this Black History Month, I've been um, talking to some students at different schools about Black history. Um, basically, I've done a presentation where we talk about the meaning of Black history, the history of Black history, basically. Um, we've talked about the history of Anansi. We've talked about stopping racism. And another topic that came up with them was some of these kids who were from our community, the Black community, um, didn't know about Anansi, nor did they know about the history of Black history. And it had me thinking again, and just to elaborate to you guys, you need to ask questions to your elders. And if any of the elders are listening, your grownups are listening, you need to tell the children about your history because it means so much. It keeps our ancestral, our ancestral um, lives alive. It, it allows us to know of us better. And it's not just a matter of knowing stories and songs and what they've done. It's also, it leads to also physical things like health and mental health, not just physical, but mental health. And also it, it like different traits we have, you know, like our hair color, our eye color, because sometimes it skips a generation. And sometimes, you know, you may have had a grandmother with light brown eyes and your mother has dark brown eyes, but all of a sudden you're born with the light brown eyes. Where'd you get it from? Right? So these are things we need to continuously do. So talk, family. In Canada, um, this this month, coming Monday, is Family Day. And so that means um, everybody's off in Ontario. And I know in the U.S., you guys have um, a holiday. Also, take the opportunity. Family Day, a long weekend, get together with the family, talk, learn. There's so much to relearn. We don't want to lose all that we've built over these years after slavery. We don't want to lose it. So talk, learn, you know, even 
write write it down. You know, you hear your grandparents, great grandparents talking about stories. You guys got computers, you got recorders, record it so it can be for the next generation and more generations to come. And I am so big on it, guys. So, so big on it that um, that's my main thing. I'm a big advocate on it. Um, next week, I will talk about what we talked about um, when it comes to stopping racism, because it was amazing. The kids talking about all these things. It's amazing. And I hope with talking with everybody, even if just one kid gets what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to put out there, it makes a big difference. It'll make a huge difference. Because you guys are the next ones to stop racism. You guys are the next one to to um, hold on to Black history. And I want to make sure you have the tools to do it. Okay? So I'm going to be reading a story about um, slavery and how they escaped. But it's more of how they had a white ally. And... I thought it was a perfect story that we could read for Black History Month as we're coming close to the end of it, which would be next week. So here we go. Follow the Drinking Gourd, story and pictures by Jeanette Winter. Long ago, before the Civil War, there was an old sailor called Peg Leg Joe, who did what he could to help free the slaves. Joe had a plan. He'd use a hammer and nail and saw and work for the master, the man who owned slaves on the cotton plantation. Joe had a plan. At night, when work was done, he'd teach the slaves a song that secretly told the way to freedom. Just follow the drinking gourd, it said. When the song was learned and sung all day, Pegleg Joe would slip away to work for another master and teach the song again. One day, a slave called Molly saw her man James sold to another master. James would be taken away, their family torn apart, just one more night together. A quail called in the trees that night. Molly and James remembered Joe's song. They sang it low. When the sun comes back and first quail calls, follow the drinking gourd. For the old man is awaiting for to carry you to freedom if you follow the drinking gourd. They looked to the sky and saw the stars. Taking their little son Isaiah, old Hattie, and her grandson George, Molly and James set out for freedom that very night, following the stars of the drinking gourd. They ran all night through the fields till they crossed the stream to the woods. When daylight came, they hid in the trees, watching, listening for the master's hounds set loose to find them. But the dogs lost the runaway scent at the stream, and Molly and James and Isaiah, old Hattie and young George, were not found. They hid all day in the woods.
At night, they walked again, singing Joe's song and looking for the signs that marked the trail. The river bank makes a very good road. The dead trees will show you the way. Left foot, peg foot, traveling on, following the drinking gourd. Walking by night, sleeping by day, for weeks they traveled on. Sometimes berries to pick and corn to snatch, sometimes fish to catch. Sometimes empty bellies to sleep on, sometimes no stars to guide the way. They never knew what lay ahead. There was danger from men who would send them back, and danger from hungry beasts, but sometimes a kind deed was done. One day as they hid in a thicket, a boy from a farm found them. In a bag of feed for the hogs in the woods, he brought bacon and cornbread to share. Singing low, they traveled on. The river ends between two hills. Follow the drinking gourd. There's another river on the other side. Follow the drinking gourd. On and on they followed the trail to the river's end. From the top of the hill they saw the new path, another river beneath the stars to lead them to freedom land. The drinking gourd led them on. The song was almost done. When the great big river meets the little river, follow the drinking gourd. For the old man is awaiting for it to carry you to freedom. If you follow the drinking gourd. Then they climbed the last hill. Down below was Peg Leg Joe, waiting at this wide Ohio River to carry them across. Their spirits rose when they saw the old man, Molly and James and Isaiah. Old Hattie and George ran to the shore. Under a starry sky, Joe rowed them across the wide Ohio River. He told them of hiding places where they would be safe. A path of houses stretched like a train on a secret path leading north to Canada. He called it the Underground Railroad. It carried riders to freedom. The first safe house stood on the hill. The lamp was lit, which meant it was safe to come. Ragged and weary, they waited while Joe signaled low with hoot like an owl. Then the door opened wide to welcome the freedom travelers. They were rushed to the house to the barn for the farmers knew there were slave catchers near. A trap door in the floor took them under the barn to hide till it was safe to move on. Then Peg Leg Joe went back to the river to meet others who followed the drinking gourd. With danger still near, too close for ease, the farmer went, sent the five travelers on. He drew a map that followed the way north on the midnight road to the next safe house just over two hills. This time, James called the signal a hoot like an owl that opened the door to a Quaker farm. 
the travelers were led to a secret room hidden behind the shelves. They rested here for many days and healed their wounds. Soft beds, full meals, new clothes, hot bath, washed away some fear and pain. Isaiah smiled. When they were strong, they traveled again from house to house on the underground rail, underground trail, still following the drinking gourd north. Sometimes they traveled on foot, sometimes by cart. The wagon they rode near their journey in carried fruit to market and the runaways to freedom. At last they came to the shores of Lake Erie, Molly and James and Isaiah, old Hattie and young George climbed aboard the steaming ship that would carry them across to Canada to freedom. Five more souls are safe, old Hattie cried. The sun shone bright when they stepped on land. They had followed the drinking gourd. You know, every time I hear stories about the Underground Railroad, my heart pumps. I think of how exhausting they must have felt. I think about how scared they must have felt. Can you imagine you hear dogs barking and you're hiding in a tree or you're hiding behind a rock hoping that they don't find you because you know if they find you, it's a lot worse when you get back there. You don't want to go back. And the struggle they had to, and you're hungry, you're tired, it's raining, it's pouring, it's cold, it's it's scary because they had a lot more trees and animals were running around a lot more. And just trying to figure out, am I going the right way? I hope I'm going the right way. Can I trust these people to help me? Am I almost there? And can you imagine some children were even like four, five years old. Some were, some were even babies. Old people who could barely walk anymore gathered every bit of strength to do that. And knowing that they they work so hard to get to freedom it just makes me want to be a better person knowing their struggle because if they were willing to fight this hard to be free and to make sure generation after generation was free we got to make sure we do better for them by them basically because they worked so hard to make sure we weren't born into slavery. And that's why we got to make sure to do our best, right? Always do our best and always count our blessings because we're free. Because of them being brave enough to run away or to fight slavery, we're free. Keep thinking about that, right? So that's it for me today. Now remember, I'm going to be um, talking about what I spoke to a lot of the students around the schools, um, what we spoke about, and some of the things I learned from them about racism. And I'm excited to share it with you guys. So, And also, thank you to all the schools that did have me. I had an amazing time with you guys. I learned so much from you guys. 
And I hope you learned a little something from me too. And I look forward to doing it again next year or doing it out throughout the year because Black history isn't just one month. It's every day. Okay? So for now, I'm proud to be Black because Black looks good on me. And it looks phenomenal on you. So you guys take care. Enjoy your long weekend. Bye for now. Bye.